morning, everybody. Today's DT, our passages all have to do with obligations we have towards one another in the church. Galatians 6.1, restore a brother or sister who is caught in any transgression with gentleness. Galatians 6.2, bear one another's burden. Hebrews 3.13, exhort one another every day so none may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Hebrews 10.24, stir up one another to love and good deeds. Hebrews 10.25, not neglecting to meet together, encouraging one another. These are exhortations for us to love one another by looking out for each other, bearing one another's burdens, to seek to gently restore those who have fallen into sin, to draw back those who have wavered in their faith and have begun to doubt God's love for them or even His existence. They are exhortations for us to hold fast to what we have come to believe and trust in the gospel, to stir one another up, to love and good works, to keep meeting together, to keep the relationships and connections healthy and growing, to encourage one another. Twice we see that it's about doing all this in a timely way as well, as long as it is called today in Hebrews 3.13, and all the more as you see the day drawing near in Hebrews 10.23-25. Given the global pandemic and how it's caused many to have become more socially isolated, I think this text gives us insight into our present day situation and what we need to do. So within the church, there are those who are in sin, and then there are those who are burdened. Toward those who are caught in any transgression, it says the more mature Christians, those who have walked by the Spirit for a longer time, those who exhibit qualities of the fruit of the Spirit, those who know how to confess and repent, and have experienced the joy that comes through repentance, should restore the person caught in sin. It is done with the spirit of gentleness, not self-righteousness or frustration, knowing that we are all broken people, vulnerable to temptations. The goal of this process is healing and restoration, bringing a person back to health and full strength. Toward those who are burdened by sin within or without, family issues, past baggages, sadness, losses, sickness, and just a whole host of things in life that weigh us down, we are to be there for one another to bear it together. I picture someone carrying a heavy load, crushed almost, and people coming alongside and under that load to lift it up and carry it together. By bearing one another's burdens, we fulfill the law of Christ. Remember, Apostle Paul was dealing with false teachers who have visited the Galatian church and convinced the Galatians of a false gospel that requires them to be circumcised. Apostle Paul defends that salvation is by grace alone. The work is finished by Jesus dying on the cross, atoning for our sins. They do not need to observe Jewish ceremonial laws anymore and certainly no need to go back to the practice of circumcision. In fact, that would imply that the cross is not enough. However, being free from the Mosaic law does not mean we are free from the law of Christ. And what is the law of Christ? It is to love God and to love one another. Burdens. A recent study published by the UNC School of Medicine in the journal PLOS One surveying 400 plus freshmen from October 2019 to July 2020, in other words, the present sophomore class, showed that anxiety and depression worsened due to the pandemic, due to the social isolation and distance learning. Anxiety went up from 18 to 25%. Depression from 21.5 to 31.7%. In a way, it's not so shocking. Maybe some of us would have predicted this. But to see those numbers and to think that about one out of five and nearly one out of three experience anxiety and depression, respectively, amongst this year's sophomore class, that's a sobering thought. And what that taught me, what it reminded me, is right here on our college campuses, there is a mental health crisis. People have a lot of worries, a lot of burdens, and many don't have people to turn to to help them. And while that is sobering, I think there is hope to be found, and there's hope in these encouragements. So we'll take a closer look. 
Hebrews 3.12 starts with, Take care, be on guard over the waywardness of our hearts that can lead us to fall away. If a person's heart is already bent away from God, then you need others in his or her life to exhort them back to the truth. It says, Exhort one another every day, as long as it's called today. As long as you have an opportunity today, do it, don't wait. How do people fall away? It's more a gradual process, daily accumulation of falsehood, deceived by sin, until a breaking point. So it's like daily tidying that needs to be done to keep a house clean. Daily, we need to clear away the falsehood and exhort one another. As Christians, there can be times when doubts about God, His goodness, is all of this true? Do I really believe this? They come at us like a flood. And there are times when we feel like we're barely treading water and our faith is barely above water. It's the busyness of life and stress, anxiety, depression. When things don't go our way or when something terrible happens in our life or family, these and other factors are some of the things that cause us to start doubting God. They can cause us to fall away. So take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. It's the very things of Galatians 6, 1, 2, 3. When we are caught in sin and transgression, we start asking questions. Why should I struggle? Is shame and guilt healthy? Should I feel bad about this? Or we try to justify our actions and think we're not all that bad. All those things can cause us to doubt. We can fall into self-pity about our sin. And sin has the power to make us self-deceived into thinking we're not all that bad. Or that what we did is even okay and justified. We can even get hardened toward God and blame Him for making us feel bad. And that can quickly lead us down the path of irrational doubt and disbelief. In other words, it's not because of some new evidence that challenges the bodily resurrection of Christ, but it's the discomfort of facing our sins. In our Galatians passage, Paul's solution there is to remind those who are spiritual, who have a firm grip on reality and the gospel truths, to restore the person who's been caught in transgression, to lead a person from conviction of sin to the power of the cross to forgive and so restore them. And then in these passages in Hebrews, we are to take care, in other words, to notice how one another is doing so that we can detect when a person's heart is starting to lose faith in God. And as I listed above, we know the stressors in life that can cause a person to do that, and so we are to be on the lookout. If we notice the burdens, we can anticipate the challenges that people might face. God is always faithful, but it's our lack of faith in the promises of God that cause us to waver. That's why in Hebrews 10.23, the writer says, Let us hold fast to our confession of hope without wavering. And it's our responsibility to do this for one another. Hebrews 3.13, Exhort one another every day. Every day. Don't wait. Do it now. Do it every day as long as it is called today. And why? Again, because tomorrow might be too late. Tomorrow might not come for your friend or your roommate or for the person you're worried about right now. And when you're wondering, are they doing okay in their faith? That's when you are to move toward the person and ask. We have that responsibility that others around us don't get hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So we need to stir one another toward love and good works, not give up meeting together and encouraging one another. It takes intentionality and takes effort. Is it too much? No, because Satan is actively trying to lure our fellow brothers and sisters away from the faith. So we need to hold on to one another and exercise personal responsibility towards one another. All the more as you see the day drawing near, it's that picture of spurring one another on as you approach the end of a race. You come so close and endured this far, all the more you want to stay together so that we all finish well. The writer of Hebrews also gives us some crucial exhortations here as well. So stir one another up to love and good works. How do we protect our faith? Ministry, the work of loving others and sharing the good news of the gospel. Yes, that is hard work. It's busy at times, but it's not the kind of burden that causes us to wander and drift from God so long as we depend on Him through that process. And so consider, think about it, do something. 
It could be something small, a prayer, a text, a phone call, a meal with someone, to encourage someone to keep at it and to encourage them to go out and love others even when they don't feel like they have the strength. It's often when we give and love out of weakness that we are strengthened and experience the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So just want to talk about habits of meeting together. It takes a while for that habit to form and stick. It takes discipline, intentionality to keep it up. But to break the habit takes a matter of a few days. Getting into the habit of showing up for 7 a.m. DT is not easy. But each time you show up, you cement that habit a little bit more and you encourage others to do so by your presence. But if you skip once or twice, one week or two weeks, it's so much harder to pick it back up. And it's also really discouraging for others. So we need to keep up the spiritual discipline of DT, nightly prayer, and each day we need to push. Finally, to keep on meeting each other, whether safely in person, given the pandemic, or over Zoom, over the phone. And it's actually a lot easier now to keep on meeting with one another than in biblical times. And so we are to do this, to encourage one another, because we need encouragement. One final note that was interesting was that in that PLOS One article, they actually saw a decrease in anxiety and depression in Hispanics and first-generation college students, 24% to 17% for anxiety, 35% to 27% for depression. And their explanation was, was that because they left the university for their homes and they were delivered from this sense of social isolation. And I think it points to something that we instinctively know. Doing life alone is hard as it is. Being a Christian in a world hostile to God is even harder. And so all the more we need to stick together to encourage one another, to restore one another, to love each other and keep on doing so and so experience the strength of God. And we must not wait, but today. Do it today. Start today. Do something today to love and encourage one another.